When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Welcome to it. We are on the road today at the Hale Varsity Club in La Vista. Great to be with you, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. We are loaded up. It's a good news, good news, uh, no crying in baseball type news. There's no game for junior tonight because I know you're all anxiously awaiting that. But uh, in all seriousness, uh, we're going to have a rain out potentially but uh, we are uh, safe and sound here at the Hale Varsity Club. Uh, location 12744 Westport Parkway. And it is an incredible setup here with the Hale Varsity Club. HaleVarsityClub.com is uh, where you can log on, find out more. I'm just to taunt you, Elijah, and you can stream us here, ESPN Lincoln's uh, Facebook feed and, of course, ESPN Lincoln's Twitter but uh, Elijah, I'm, I'm going through the burgers and sandwiches and pizzas and salads. And, of course, the sweets are uh, such a winner, uh, my friend. Uh, I invite you here. If you're uh, going to make your way here for some baseball uh, this uh, part of June, uh, you got to stop by the Hale Varsity Club and enjoy yourself. When you walk in, you're going to see the wall of uh, – of former covers of Hale Varsity magazine. It's pretty incredible. We have football to talk. As always, numbers to dial up and get involved with us. Real easy to do at 466-377-646-3776-800-825-5865. Way to do it. You can email the show, chris at halevarsity.com. And uh, you're always welcome to find and follow us on Twitter at Schmidt underscore radio. Chris Schmidt, that's me, or at Herbal Essence for Elijah Herbal. So on the docket today, we will spend time. Rick Kaczynski, former Nebraska assistant in one hour. Uh, Nebraska new commit, offensive tackle from Scott's Bluff, Brock Knudsen, will join us in hour two. Mitch Sherman from The Athletic in about 20 minutes. Plenty of room for you. Some disturbing news from the Bleacher Report with Deshaun Watson. Uh, Way too many back rubs and then some. And there is some implications with the Houston Texans. We'll get there. How bad was the uh, live press conference with the new golf league funded by Saudi Arabia? Uh, We'll hear from that um, disaster. (laughs) And, uh, of course, we will always uh, dive into some college football. Elijah, what do you know? Uh, If I were to, uh, to order and eat in front of you, what are you hungry for? 
Oh, you know, I always love a good burger. And I was I was checking out the menu earlier. They got some good-looking burgers up there. Like, holy cow. I mean, I, I'm a sucker for a, a burger and a beer. Like, that's all I need. I'm not a fancy guy. Do I like a steak? Yeah, sure. But, you know, I'd rather cook my own steak at home. I, I'll go somewhere for a burger. And those burgers just look fantastic. I, that's what I'd go for. Well, the Hale Varsity Burger is Wagyu beef. Yes, please. They've got the Wagyu beef patty melt, uh, the brunch burger. I'm, I'm a big fried egg guy, yep, yep. so they, they do that. The, the bacon is, well, it's, it's like my second chin thick, not to gross anyone out, but it's, <laughs> it's pretty big. Uh, the short rib sandwich, I love short ribs. The club wrap, and then the pizzas to go along with. They got the barbecue chicken, the big pig pizza. That's uh, spicy sausage and pepperoni. can always uh, build your own. And if I'm taking one home from Mama, she will uh, she will want the uh, the seasonal dessert. I'm hoping it's key lime pie at some point. Cause I'm a big key lime pie guy. But uh, we invite you down here here today. We're here Thursday at the Hale Varsity Club. That's in La Vista, not far from the Embassy Suites, and uh, HaleVarsityClub.com. So let's dive in. Pretty good article from the Athletic on play callers. You know, the Big Ten's always in flux. You're either going to have uh, coaching changes or you're going to have coordinator changes. That's just kind of the price of doing business in the Big Ten. And Nebraska has a coordinator change, of course, with Mark Whipple. Uh, you have uh, a situation where what's uh, old is new again in Minnesota with uh, Kirk Soraka, uh, was at Penn State, then was, uh, of course, uh, on his way uh, back to Minnesota, and that's uh, when the Gophers went 11-2 and with Soraka, Siraka doing his job. Indiana has a new offensive coordinator. That's uh, Walt Bell, and uh, Indiana's a mess. They went from uh, penthouse to outhouse real quick. They uh, thrived during the COVID year. And then there's Michigan. They lost Josh Gaddis. Gaddis really found an identity, Elijah, for uh, what Michigan wanted to do, and that was play power football with a little bit of play action. Uh, Michigan uh, has one of their two one-two punch backs returning, and, uh, of course, uh, McNamara uh, back uh, behind center. Wisconsin also is uh, in flux a bit. Uh, you have Bobby Ingram replacing uh, Joe Rudolph. Rudolph is just going to focus on the line. As we lost connection here with the stream, but we're getting back to that. So uh, we promise you that that is good. So, but Mark Whipple, right? When we talk about getting Nebraska football back on track, uh, it's it's really more than just uh, what can the offense do. the uh, The defense needs to be part of that discussion. But uh, special teams also is is very key with this. Uh, I look at. Nebraska, and we talk about getting back on track, a lot is on the plate, correct, with uh, this Husker offense, with what you're going to get out of quarterback play, how can the offensive line look, what's the, the running game going to be, and of course there's a, just a ton of wide receiver talent getting tutored by Mickey Joseph, but you asked this question a, a while back, I want to go back to it, and that's when we talk side of the ball, uh, to me it is going to be the offense that is very key for this football team. All three phases got to do their part. There's going to be some games in the Big Ten that it's going to be your defense and special teams, or it's going to be your offense. Nebraska's lost too many games 
the past few years, Elijah, uh, because two of the three phases weren't clicking. And, and last year, more times than not, it was the defense that was kind of carrying the water. Or if there was an instance where the offense was playing at a high level, the defense would get gashed and they weren't up to, um, I guess, the standard they were at at the middle part of the season. Uh, and then special teams has always been costly here going back uh, several years. So uh, we'll see if Nebraska can get that kind of figured out. But it's going to be uh, what, what can what can Nebraska do and uh, what can Nebraska do at a high level on offense? And that's where uh, Coach Whip comes in. And pretty interesting here with, with quarterback. And Brian Christofferson had a good re- sit-down with uh, Whipple. And uh, they talked a lot of recruiting. Uh, one team I did forget about uh, that has a new OC is Illinois. And they were bowl eligible uh, not long. I mean, they were close to it last year. Uh, wondering what the pig farmer can do in year two. But with Whipple, um, we're talking 21 years as a college head coach or as an assistant. Uh, It's a language thing here that needs to be meshed with what Frost's uh, system is, with what Whipple is, and where Nebraska can go. And what Nebraska will ask from the quarterback is more pocket presence. They're going to ask the quarterback to step into the pocket and uh, more reads, right? more reads for the quarterback to make. And that's something I think Casey Thompson uh, can do. Uh, Chubba Purdy's now healthy, so he'll get a good look here during the, the, the summer camp uh, to do his thing on offense. But Nebraska has a couple of viable options at quarterback. The expectation is that that is Thompson's gig, but he'll have to still go win it. But, you know, controlled passing will be nice. But there still needs to be a run game, and that's something Elijah Casey Thompson's already always had, at least when he was at Texas, either coming in out of the bullpen or uh, when he was starter. Uh, he had a, a running game and, a, and an offensive line to lean on. That's, that's what I'm excited about for Nebraska here, watching the O-line step up and emerge and having uh, one of three backs kind of emerge or have a rotation that can give uh, the quarterback some help and uh, allow uh, that play action to work because it's worked well wherever Whipple's been. Well, uh, there was a question that we had last year. I'm sure we'll, we'll come back around to this question at some point as we get a little bit closer to Northwestern. But the question we asked last year was how many points per game does Nebraska need to score to give them 30, a chance baby. to be eligible? First team to 30. And, and last year, Nebraska, I know this is skewed by uh, some games where Nebraska put up some some lofty point totals i think of uh, buffalo and northwestern and uh, they ended up putting up uh, if you round up 28 points per game last year with the defense allowing 23 points per game last year which it's a bit of a, a statistical anomaly that nebraska ends up three and nine and that's because of the one score losses but I, I don't think anyone's expecting nebraska's defense to come out and only allow 22 23 points a game it's probably going to be a little bit more than that just with some of the pieces they have to replace and it's going to come down to the offense uh, how consistently can they put up points if nebraska wants to win football Football games and there's a couple places uh, in the checklist of of things you're going to be looking for as this season starts. The first is offensive line play, and I think specifically, uh, how does that offensive line open holes for the rushing attack? There's a couple different options at running back when you look at Ramir Johnson, Jacquez Yant, uh, Anthony Grant. There's options in the running back room. It's going to come down to the offense line to make holes for them. I think that's the first thing you're going to be looking at uh, when you look at games against Northwestern and Georgia Southern uh, is, is the offensive line opening holes. Then Oklahoma is going to come to town, and I think we all know Nebraska is going to need to air the ball out a little bit more for those games, uh, for that game, excuse me, 
uh, assuming that Oklahoma's defense is up to snuff and what we expect from Brent Venable's defense, you'd expect they're going to have to do a little bit more passing the ball. So then it's going to come to the offensive line. Can the offensive line protect uh, Casey Thompson? And can Casey Thompson deliver the ball accurately? And as the season goes on, I think you're going to start looking more towards those skill position guys. Are the receivers getting open with consistency? Are the tight ends fighting space over the middle of the field? But it's going to start with that offensive line, and, and that's where the uh, the offense is going to be built from this year. If the offensive line can get it figured out, there's a good chance this offense can figure it out as a whole. But if the offensive line is, is struggling early in the season to both open rushing lanes and, and protect Casey Thompson, could be another long year for the offense where – I'm not sure if I'm banking on them to be putting up 28 points or better per game. Right, and there's so much unknown and there's so much new. Uh, Really good uh, podcast with Greg Smith and Mitch Sherman. The Straight Up Breakdown podcast is Greg's Weekly on the Hurt At uh, Network and uh, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. But they had a really frank discussion. Uh, It's really great or terrible right the the vintage line if you're a movie connoisseur from coming to america uh i think uh randy jackson or randy watson is is doing his uh rendition of sexual chocolate and one of the guys in the crowd is a good and terrible (laughs) right that was the that was the take on this this monstrosity he's watching on stage and, well, not good or terrible, but, but is it going to be great or terrible? It's one way or the other uh, with, uh, with what Nebraska can do in 2022. Uh, you hit on it early. Do you start off with a great start? Do you, do you start out fast and go 5-1, and 6-0 and oh, before you get to that bye week or even uh, dive into Purdue? Or are you sluggish to start is week zero uh, another zero and oh no there's skies falling and uh do you finish strong it's a hard ask if there's uh, there's issue early in this season for nebraska to all of a sudden find their magic and, and have a good november based on how that november schedule goes but i'll say this uh teams can get better and you can start sluggish and finish with a with a bang, but it's it's harder to do with the way this schedule sets up. So, I think best case scenario for Nebraska is you start strong, but you don't limp to a finish. Because if you limp to a finish, it's really all about momentum. Because you know it's it's year five. What's going to happen with Coach Frost? And you've got the uh, the the contract that's been shaved by a million anyway. You have uh, some non-disclosed benchmarks to hit, i.e. number of wins. And do you head into postseason? Hopefully, if you're a Nebraska fan, but do you head into after this season, not to get too far ahead of ourselves, in a situation still wondering if this is the right direction or not? And and it's got to be clear by season's end, whenever that is, be it bowl game or whatever, that this is flipped or you see some progress, you see some momentum, you can see it shifting. And what I also don't think you're in a real hurry to do is is make changes because you got guys that just got here that you want to give a shot. They've got a proven track record of being really good coaches. Most of the hires do anyway. 
and and you've got a, a good assistant in, in Donnie Raiola that's been in the NFL. So he's already done pretty well on the recruiting trail uh, when we talk about Brock Knutson. And just as an example, and you've, you've got two other in-state kids that are signed on to, to be with Nebraska. So I think that it's fair to say it's either going to go really well or it could really be a disaster based on all the newness. And that comes back to what we were talking about with Whipple and the offense and the point total and the protection with the offensive line. Think of the quarterback style you have now. You don't have Adrian back there extending plays or scrambling or getting out of trouble, pulling a Houdiniak. He did that a lot last year. Not that Casey Thompson can't. I think he's a pretty fast and athletic dude, but uh, just a, he's more of a pocket guy, and we, we don't have a ton of film on him pulling it down and, and scrambling. Uh, we'll see where that goes. Off and running here, Hale Varsity Radio Roadshow at the Hale Varsity Club. Stream us. Uh, we are on ESPN Lincoln's Facebook and also the Twitter at ESPN Lincoln. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal will spend some time with Mitch Sherman. Andrew Rogers with Herd at Media. He's on the way as well at uh, 440. And then Kaz in Hour 2. It's Hale Varsity Roadshow presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Hello, listener. Hey, it's Chris Schmidt with Hale Varsity Radio. And I wanted to let you know about a special deal just for listeners of the Hale Varsity Radio Show podcast. We're offering $10 off the annual subscription price. That means that you can get everything we do. 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all the premium content we produce at HaleVarsity.com. Just go to HaleVarsity.com backslash subscribe and enter in the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hale Varsity. That's HaleVarsity.com backslash subscribe promo code GBR. We're back. Fellas, you think we could listen to the radio? On Hale Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Yes! That's awesome! Back with you, it's a road show Tuesday. Hale Varsity Radio at the Varsity Club in La Vista. One, two, seven, four, four. That is the addressed West Point Parkway. Just a, well, my shanked punt from uh, the embassy. So if you're on your way this direction or headed uh, to Omaha for a little baseball later this month. Be sure and swing by HaleVarsityClub.com is where you can find out more info on the menu, but I recommend the Wagyu. I recommend uh, the pizza. And if you're thirsty for a beer, they've got several to choose from. You're into hockey, NHL going on tonight. Of course, NBA Finals, they have drink specials for that. Uh, we welcome in with The Athletic. We say hi to Mitch Sherman, at Mitch Sherman on Twitter, and he has done his anti-rain dance, I'm pretty sure. Mitch, how are we doing today? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Yeah, I'm hoping for no rain. I've been into the uh, good good, uh, good to hear that you're at the, the Hale Varsity Club. I was in there on the opening week and had some good food and enjoyed the uh, array of magazine covers on the on the wall. That's uh, a nice little sight. So I'm looking forward to my next trip. But we are, um, yeah, we're hoping for no rain tonight as uh, the boys make our way over to uh, Bennington on the north side of the metro. So it can rain back home in, in Gretna, where I'm coming from, as long as it stays dry up north. 
please uh, do your damage in Bennington. Uh, get a W. We left the loss on the field there last week. Uh, we were supposed to do Westside tonight, but we'll be back here Thursday at the Hale Varsity Club and then a nightcap with Westside, uh, Mitch. So put a little extra eye black on tonight, and uh, good luck to your kids. So we were talking uh, about Nebraska. We kind of went off the just the the array of play callers, right? You've got a bunch of new play callers in the Big Ten West. And then I know you did mm-hmm. the podcast with, with Greg Smith, the straight-up breakdown, and that was awesome that you two connected. And uh, a thought uh, on <laughs> really not much um, uh, gray area, good or or not so good. Is that was that the consensus with with how twenty twenty two could go? Yeah, you know, Greg threw out the uh, theory that it's either going to be really bad or really good in twenty twenty two, and and I was on board with that from the standpoint that you know I, I'm I'm in this to. to uh, to try to try to tell a, a story that people want to hear, and, and I think that people are kind of ready for that. Now, it was it was pretty bad last year when you look at the at the the record, but I don't know that everybody came out of the season feeling like the quality of the team uh, was necessarily representative of that three and nine number. And I, I, I do agree with Craig that this year it's going to be most likely clear cut. Uh, I don't think there's going to be that same kind of on the fence feeling that we that we that some people experienced in November last year because of the close nature of every single loss that Nebraska had. I I think there's going to be definition um, is maybe the best way to put it with this season, in part, in large part, because of all that change, because of the change at the play caller spot because of the change at the quarterback spot and then all of the other new assistant coaches and important transfers. This kind of has the feel as we inch closer to the season now, you know, just a few weeks, what, five, six, six, seven weeks away from Big Ten media days and then the start of preseason practice. I kind of have that feeling like it's going to to all hit and go really well and Nebraska is going to reach some of those highest expectations or uh you know the, the opposite would be true would be true which is, <laughs> is uh, not what people are uh, are hoping for mitch sherman's with us here on hail varsity radio and mitch it's it's kind of a question we discussed uh, in the first segment if nebraska is going to live up to expectations or, or hopes this season, which side of the ball do you think is going to be the one that's carrying the weight? I mean, the defense has so much to fill, so many big shoes to fill from departures last season. Look on the other side of the offense, a lot of transfers coming in unproven, and you're not quite sure what's going to be happening with a possibly new play caller, uh, a new look offense. So is it going to be the defense that's going to have to carry the offense uh, to, uh, to expectations or going to be the offense that's going to have to carry the defense? And obviously you want those two to, to work in combination, but traditionally uh, when you look at most football teams, one, one side of the ball is typically better than the other and I want to get your take on which side it's going to be this year for Nebraska that's a good question Elijah I think last year coming into the season it was very clear that the defense had the experience you had all of those six-year seniors this year potentially more depth more experience uh, you know if you factor in the transfers on the offensive side but I still think because of the just the the the, 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 the flow of the Nebraska program if that's if that's something that that's 
under that makes sense at all. The, the way that things have progressed during the past four years, I think if, if it's going to be the kind of year that gets Nebraska over the hurdle, the, the, you know, the next series of hurdles that need to be cleared, the, the, the defense is going to find a way to, to carry the torch. Um, you're, I think they're in a good spot in that there isn't one side of the ball that clearly looks worse than the other, that clearly looks like the weak link in this, in this, uh, with this roster. And a lot of times you go into a season, I think, very easily able to see that, uh, where, where you know, one side will have to carry the other. I, I, don't, I don't have that feeling. Um, I think they can, they can both do it at times, but because of the physical nature of the Big Ten, I think because of the way the schedule sets up with Oklahoma um, early coming to Lincoln, if Nebraska has a shot in that game, it's going to have to play good defense, obviously. Uh, you know, I don't think you're going to win a shootout there um, on that day, or, or most likely not, uh, as Casey Thompson can attest to from his experience last year in that, in that Red River game. Uh, they're going to have to play good defense. Uh, and, and, you know, I have Eric Janander and his, his coaches, his group, to be able to find a way to maximize their talent. It's something they've done well uh, often in the four years that, that he's been in charge. Mitch Sherman's with us, Hale Varsity Radio Roadshow at the Hale Varsity Club in La Vista. Mitch Sherman on the horn with us at Mitch Sherman on Twitter from The Athletic. Mitch, uh, that's that's a good take on on at least you know kind of proven development on the defensive side, and you know you're waiting for the the offense to get some consistency. As you look at changes across the Big Ten with the coordinators, you know where does Whipple fit into this for you as far as a potential advantage for Nebraska when you pair him and Frost? We've heard the, the discussion about the, the, you know, the marriage or the mesh of what Frost uh, wants and some of his concepts and what Whipple's been brought in to do, not only tutor the quarterbacks, but also kind of put his stamp on the passing game. Yeah, I mean, there's turnover at, some, at various spots uh, around the conference, uh, around the Big Ten West, and in, uh, in play callers, not all of them are as dramatic as what has transpired in Nebraska over the past six months. I mean, you can look at Minnesota, for instance, and I spent some time in Minneapolis last week talking to uh, the Gophers and, and their coaches. And, you know, on paper you see, okay, Minnesota's got a new offensive coordinator after struggles the last couple of years on the offensive side. But you look deeper, and, hey, it's Kirk Shiraka who was with P.J. Fleck at Western Michigan and was with, with P.J. Fleck at Minnesota all the way up through 2019 when they had a great offensive season with two 1,000-yard receivers and, and Tanner Morgan at his best. Well, Tanner Morgan's still there, and Chris Dotman <laughs> bells still there, and, and Mo Ibrahim is still there, all as six-year seniors. So that's not really a place that I would look to and say, okay, there's instability on the offensive side, despite the fact that they do have technically a new offensive coordinator. Um, so each, each situation has to be examined individually. And in Nebraska, um, you're not necessarily changing offensive schemes. Um, this is still Scott Frost's team. Um, there's still going to be elements of – a lot of elements of his offensive system that, that's, that, that exists. 
Um, but Mark Whipple's bringing some pretty major changes um, in what Nebraska does, especially in the passing game with his, his system from Pitt. So, yes, uh, Chris, to get back to your main point, how they find a way to mesh that system that Whipple brings in with what Scott Frost wants to emphasize, particularly in the run game, is going to loom extremely large in the Huskers' ability to put an offensive team out there that's productive and you know can possibly be the unit that does carry Nebraska at times while the defense gets its footing early in the season. I expect the defense is going to do what the defense does under Chenander and develop and improve and be a very solid unit at some point during the season. They may need the offense to win a couple of games in September, um, even into October, for this to be the kind of season that Nebraska wants. Mitch, real quick, a thought on uh, Friday Night Lights, the recruiting weekend, uh, how Nebraska fared uh, with all the talent, 13 visitors, uh, already one commitment with uh, Knudsen from Scott's mm-hmm. Bluff. But it sounds like Nebraska's got their, their dude leading the recruiting charge. Scott Frost has uh, been a big part of that, obviously, but now Mickey Joseph uh, for sure making his presence felt. Yeah, a lot of energy in recruiting right now because of Mickey Joseph, because of Bill Bush, um, because of, of all of the changes that Nebraska has experienced on that coaching staff. Um, there's energy. That was a huge weekend for Nebraska. Um, that was those last few days in Lincoln, another another recruiting weekend on tap here. This this week, um, it, it, this is a, still a somewhat new thing to have this, this much at stake in June. But June's always been an important recruiting month because of camps, and, and it continues to be that. So the, the, the commit from, from Jaden Doss, the receiver out of Kansas City who, who visited in May, um, was good um, for Nebraska to get the, get the weekend going with some momentum. And, and then on the other side of it with Knutson, um, you know, that's another big offensive tackle, another in-state kid. Nebraska needs to have a big year in-state. And here, there's another one, um, a fourth one out of seven commits in the fold. So that's a positive sign. And, and you know, you heard from, from Malachi Coleman on Sunday after his visit. He gives the, uh, the, the, the prize. Um, of all recruiting targets in the state of Nebraska in this 2023 cycle, along with Maverick Noonan out of out of Elkhorn South, and they both visited last weekend. So, um, of course, Coleman had good things to say about his visit. And, and um, to get back to Mickey Joseph, uh, is is very much uh, enamored with Mickey Joseph and and what he um, can do for Malachi in his career if he ends up at Nebraska. So that's um, another good uh, good step and good sign. Mitch Sherman from The Athletic, and uh, Mitch is off to baseball at Mitch Sherman on Twitter. Mitch, thanks for giving us a few minutes, bud. We'll see you down here next time, and and thanks for a few minutes today. Okay, thanks. Great, Chris. There he is, Mitch Sherman with us. We'll check in with Andrew Rogers up next, live from the Hale Varsity Club. Calling all soccer fans. Union Omaha is back home after an unbelievable showing in the Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup round of 16. An upset over Minnesota United? That's our team. So join them when they come home May 28th for Educational Outreach Night. Presented by Bellevue University. The Owls will face Northern Colorado Hailstorm FC. And after a couple of road matches will come back on June 18th to face Greenville Triumph SC. It's also Pride Night. We'll see you there. And now. And now back to Hale Varsity Radio. Back to you. We are here at the Hale Varsity Club in La Vista. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, Andrew Rogers with uh, Herdad Media joining us. 
and uh, find him on Twitter at Andrew Rogers TV. That will soon change. Okay. <laughs> the well, TV side will will change here in a sec. Okay. Well, you you keep doing it. It says I'm looking at the Twitter bio, Emmy Award winning. That is correct. I, we're going to start here with <laughs> with this Emmy Award winning. Uh, program that you did tell us tell the folks tell the hail varsity listeners andrew introduce yourself you're your sports fan i see your your uh your video promos with uh, the hail varsity club they're incredible Thank i know you. you're a big hockey guy i know you're a big uh pa guy as well but let's let's talk about this emmy award the only trophy i have is thanks for coming right the participation, <laughs> participation yeah the participation elijah at least played some, played some real football uh and and can grow one hell of a mustache so that's that's a good thing i mean that, that's not mascara i mean he is he is all sorts of early 70s looking right there but uh andrew good to meet you man Great thanks for coming you. by uh, let's let's tell folks about you and You've been uh, living here in this club. Uh, I don't know where your cot's at, but it's it's wonderful. I mean, you've got the um, you got the bar set up. You've got the darts here. We've got the the wall here. If you're streaming us, ESPN Lincoln Facebook Live, and of course ESPN Lincoln Twitter. But man, I mean, it, this is incredible. It's your own little little bar area, man. Yeah, you know what? I'm bunkmates with Bill. Uh, so we just have our little place you in just, the back. You and stay there. Yeah, just, just a blanket and a pillow. It's it's almost like our own prison cell back there. There but you hey, go. There's, better, there's worse places you can be than the Hale Varsity Club. For sure, for yeah. sure. No, yeah, the Emmy, yeah, though, a setup it, like it that was will... an incredible achievement. Um, it was... It was something that I earned in TV. Mm-hmm. I was a sports anchor up in Sioux City for about two years, sports anchor reporter. Uh, and also fell into the news side up there mm-hmm. as well, kind of like yourself. Uh, you're si- working in both, both, both playbooks. Mm-hmm. You're doing news and sports. And um, I got nominated two years in a row. Um, in the sports anchor category, and I went up against some legends, and I mean absolute legends, as sports anchors up in Iowa. And Keith Murphy is the biggest one that uh, I always felt like I was losing to. Mm-hmm. And I, on- I only was up there for two years, so I, I only lost to him once. Uh, but I did find a way to beat him out the second time. And uh, Well my- done. The revenge my- tour. My-, my claim to fame was uh, a segment called the Raji Awards. Okay. And it was... Kind of like the ESPYs? No, and more like uh, the top ten plays. But, okay, okay. But for Barstool, if, okay. if that's what, if that's how well you done. can compare the two. There was a guy that I grew up watching in St. Louis, and he had his segment called the Zippo Awards. Okay, and um, it was a lot easier for me than probably him to grab highlights quickly. Sure. And uh, I also had him in color. <laughs> <laughs> well, well played. Right? Yeah. The, uh... The, uh, the the highlights are the key. Elijah, you were going to jump in here. We didn't have you turned up. What's up? Yeah, I just, when, with the, the setup you got back there in the, in the back of the Hale Varsity Club, I mean, that'll run you 2500 3000 a month in a place like New York City. <laughs> is, is that the main draw coming down to Omaha? Hale Varsity Club, amen, yeah. <laughs> 100%. If you're coming down from Lincoln, down across, I, I'm still learning up. the map. You're, you're there we go. <laughs> Both wrong. If you're coming that direction or if you're coming from any direction, I mean, the Hale Varsity Club's the place to be. It's, it's one of the best places to watch sports. There's over 30-plus TVs in this bar. The big projector screen um, has normally the top game on TV. Tonight will be the Eastern Conference Finals game between the Rangers and Lightning, so that will be exciting. Um, none, neither of those teams are beating the Avalanche. No, Elijah's uh, <laughs> a, a big Oh, of guy. course you are. So I'm from St. Louis, Elijah. So um, uh, uh, the St. Louis Blues uh, pull up my heartstrings yeah, rest a little peace. more than the Avalanche. 
that, that's 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 to be expected with with those two squads. Uh, before both of you were born, what got me drawn into hockey, and I am a casual hockey guy, was uh, was Messier. Uh, I know the name. Never watched him. <laughs> well, back in '94, sorry, uh, might have been '98. I don't know. The Rangers won it before either of you were born. Is my point, and it was Madison Square Garden. It was Messier hoisting the cup. I got to get my 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 years correct, but yeah, the the Rangers are knocking on the door again. Is is what I'm saying, and I, I think the Avs though you've had a lot more offense in the NHL this year, this postseason. That's been pretty exciting, Elijah. I know the Avs last night were down, and then. Uh, had a had a, a 83 tribute to Nebraska football, uh, and just had a flurry of goals uh, in that third quarter, third period. Forgive me, and uh, that's how it worked out. So uh, we got two hockey nuts here. That's a good thing. I'll learn from them. You also like the Hurricanes. I do like the, the Hurricanes. The, the you? So you I, know, there is hazing for that. You come to the state of Nebraska, even if you stop no, over in kidding. Iowa. I'm just kidding. I don't like the there Hurricanes. There is hazing. You, Bill, Bill never showed you the giant <laughs> paddle that said, go Big Red on it. Right. In back. You I'm know, kidding. It's funny. Tell me about your Hurricane love. No, I have no love for the okay. Hurricanes. I just made a joke when Chris walked in today. <laughs> yeah. I said, uh, I said, Chris, what are we talking about today? The Miami Hurricanes? And uh, We can. <laughs> I don't Bernie know much. Co- Bernie I, Kosar's nose hair. I mean, you we know, can go there. I know they lost uh, on their way in the regional games so mm-hmm. uh, the cws yeah. yes exactly yeah. so on the baseball side of things they're they're not to be found anymore no that you know what though uh thank you uh, uh notre dame ass tweets in is 94 i was right the first time with messier and and uh, the rangers winning the cup but the canes uh they came to lincoln uh, I think back in 05 for a super regional. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was Alex Gordon's final year, uh, Golden Spikes Award winner. He was a and pretty good player. He was awesome. And, and Gordo went deep against the Canes, and Nebraska was able to oust the Canes in the super regional on their way to their third College World Series appearance. Appearance, And this, was, this predated Nebraska getting Miami and Memorial Stadium, which is still the record for, for attendance. Uh, so there's really no love at all, <laughs> at all for, for Miami. Uh, funny story, we're out uh, picking up beer for the uh, the Nebraska championship game. This is uh, back in, uh, in 01, the Rose Bowl game, right, where the, the, the super team of the 01 Canes uh, did bad things to Nebraska. And uh, my brother, just to, to kind of pimp with people, had this white, just glorious-looking kind of kind of stocking hat, but it had the, the U on it. So even, like, little older grandmothers were just mean-mugging him and, and cursing him. What are you wearing that night? I mean, just – he did it to just get, get a reaction. He may got beat up in the Hy-Vee parking lot just for wearing well, my – especially hat. nowadays. It might have been just my brother, but <laughs> he's blaming the Miami stocking hat. I was going to say, nowadays, I think fans are prone to attacking the enemy. <laughs> so back then, I mean, maybe a little cane swoop by uh, our 80-year-old grandmother, Yeah, I mean, it Esther. looks like Dumb and Dumber. I mean, just <laughs> from behind, you just chop the legs down. Well, uh, Andrew, tell us, what's your, what's your, your go to on the menu here. Oh my goodness. Are you going to go pizza? Are you going to go burger? Are you going to go wings? Or are you going to go other? I've had a lot so far. I, I'm a big bar snack guy because yeah. I love to pair a bar snack and a beer. But I've heard the Nebraska charcuterie board. And yes. don't ask me to spell charcuterie. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll buy a vowel or two. <laughs> You're right. I've heard that is incredible. It's this giant pretzel. It's, it's probably the size of 
both of us next to each other and then they stuff it with three different appetizers now i joked yesterday because 34 dollars is what that thing costs and at first glance you're like there's no way i'm touching it but it feeds up to four people and that it will be the next thing that i get Mm. right now i'd say the burger the burger is fantastic so if, if i'm picking anything the burger but uh, it's going to be the Nebraska charcuterie the, at some the, point. The question well, on everyone's mind, though, is do you guys have pineapple on your pizza up there? <laughs> you can get a Hawaiian, I'm sure. You can build your own. That's okay. I didn't look that far in the menu. I, <laughs> when I see fruit, I tend to stay away. Uh, Try the Hawaiian. You'll love it. Uh, trust me. Andrew, hang out for another quick segment. We'll dive into some college baseball as the Super Regionals are set. Elijah Herbal back in Lincoln. It's a road show Thursday. Hale Varsity Club is where we are at today. Also Thursday, we're presented by the Nebraska Lottery. And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. One final time this hour, Rick Kaczynski is coming up. We will spend time with new Nebraska recruit Brock Knudsen out of Scott's Bluff. That is hour two. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, and, uh, of course, uh, Andrew Rogers with us. And uh, he is part of the Herd at uh, Network. We are here at the Hale Varsity Club just off of Westport Parkway uh, in La Vista, not far from Embassy Suites. Come in here and uh, smile at all the Hale Varsity Magazine covers, all of the incredible Herd at podcasts. And uh, listen, it is uh, in, in the work in the making uh, with uh, the podcast. Uh, very soon you'll be able to come check out your favorite podcasts on site. We're talking music. We're talking comedy, culture, film. It's uh, incredible. Log on today. HaleVarsityClub.com uh, Elijah Herbal. Elijah, did you find that picture, Tim Elko of, of Ole Miss? Are you a long-lost relative of, of his or not well, let's, let's, based on both of your guys' stash? Let's check it out. I'm going to go full screen on me here. There's Elijah. Mm-hmm. There's Tim Elko. <laughs> He's got a little more uh, ginger to him. Put a hat on and you guys are spinning images of each other. I, I, I got to give uh, Timmy there a little more sorry, Elijah, thumbs up on the fill-in. Well, hey, it's the, you're, you're, it's the camera. It's the camera, I'm telling you. It's not a high-quality webcam. If it was a high-quality camera, you'd get all the high-quality. That's uh, for your webcams at home. Okay. Uh, well, here's what we got for Super Regionals. All right. You have Tennessee, Notre Dame. The, the Vols are smoking hot. Uh, Stanford and UConn, what a, what a way for Stanford to advance against Texas State. You know, we have adopted Oregon State many times. Uh, because of, of Coach Casey. He's on with us every year during the College World Series, whether he's coaching or there or not. Uh, we caught up with him uh, having a, a zip line last year on site. That was fun. Auburn and Oregon State's big time. Uh, Vatek has had the season of all seasons against Oklahoma. A&M, a bounce back year for them against the Ville. Ole Miss and Southern Miss, there's not hatred or anything there. And then North Carolina and Arkansas. Dave Van Hornfell is still trying to get that first title. Nebraska fans still love him. Uh, we root for Arkansas, except when Nebraska's playing them, obviously. And then you had East Carolina and Texas, so... Everyone uh, wrap your arms around East Carolina out of principle uh, when, when Bevo's uh, against you know, it's, it's Your favorite team is Nebraska and whoever's playing Texas typically. So uh, I wonder if that ump, Elijah, is going to be working the 
super regionals that, that would not let the bat flip happen. Well, I also wonder if that was some sort of directive from the NCAA with, I mean, there was like three different times it happened yesterday where the ump came up the first baseline after a home run and told the guy to get moving to first. draft, so, get going to first. I wonder if that was a directive from... You're shaking uh, your head at that, Andrew. Mm. I, I just love the celebrations. Yep. Uh-huh. So taking away celebrations to me, it just does a number on the game that uh, we're going in the wrong direction in my opinion i'll just say my story for the super regionals if you're following it i am a guy who i have a soft spot in my heart for ole miss that's a it's a great town down there mm-hmm. and uh they haven't been to omaha since 1972 believe it or not for a team that is uh wow. a perennial baseball powerhouse they got a pretty good draw against southern miss in the super regional so it could be a story to follow ole miss potentially making the trip back, trip back up to omaha but they got a big three games first against uh southern miss in a season that really hasn't been all that great for ole miss could be a, a bit of a lifeline at the end of the year Junior's hacked in somehow, some way, uh, with pretending he was from Bolivia so he could watch Vandy baseball on <laughs> SEC baseball. So he, I'm serious, he did. Some Sunday he just got busy with his computer. And like, oh, great, he's watching Vandy. Well, they got they got bounced last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, hour two's on the way. Rick Kaczynski, Andrew, good to be with you, man. Great day. Thank great you so here. much. Thank you. Kaz is next, uh, and then uh, Brock Knudsen next hour as well. Calling all Storm Chasers fans. A team you never get to see is making their way to Werner Park June 7th through the 12th, and that's the Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs. It's the first meeting between the two franchises, and there's plenty going on that week. June 9th is the Chasers Community Celebration for Pride Night, presented by PayPal. June 10th is What If Night, where the Storm Chasers will change their name to the Hogs. A little backstory, that was a previous Omaha team and was a potential name change when the franchise was looking to rebrand. It's a battle of pigs versus hogs. You can't have a name change without new jerseys, too. Specialty jerseys will be worn that night. And, of course, they'll be autographed and auctioned off. Snag your favorite player June 10th and then run it back on the 11th. It's Salute to Corn Night, presented by the Nebraska Corn Board. It's a celebration of all things corn. Corn on the jerseys. Corn in the stands. Trust me, this game will be amazing. See you there. Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Back into it, Hale Varsity on the road today. We're in La Vista, the Hale Varsity Club, just off Westport Parkway. HaleVarsityClub.com is where you can log in. Got a plethora of TVs. You're on the road to Omaha even before that road to Omaha with the CWS around the corner. We welcome in Rick Kaczynski, a Tuesday with Kaz, former Nebraska and Iowa a defensive line coach. Kaz, what's uh, shaking this week? How are you? Hey, brother. Not much, man. You know, the usual old baseball track. That's, uh, that's about it, man. A little work in between. But, uh, yeah, not much, man. Summer in South Carolina. So went from uh, went from about mid-70s and consistent 90s at, since, uh, you know, about the last two weeks. So better than snow, but it's uh, it's, a, it's a hot city. <laughs> Well, the the uh, the live uh, tour has not contacted you. You've received no phone calls from the Saudis yet. Have you to go play golf? I'm not getting not getting that. But yeah, the Saudis do it right though, man. They're not afraid to spend a little dough. 
No, uh, we're, we're talking nine nine uh, plus figures for for Tiger that he turned down. But uh, I didn't know if you were getting ripped away on Tuesdays to to do golf with this uh, with uh, with the live tournament or not. So it's good to know that, that you're going to be uh, where where you're at. College football's around the corner. Uh, prognostication season is there, and and we'll get to some Nebraska thoughts and some Big Ten stuff, but. Uh, you know, I, I always wanted to ask you, you're, you're in Clemson's backyard. If there is a team, who's the team that, that could threaten Clemson? I know Notre Dame hooks up with them now and then. Uh, I know that, listen, Florida State's uh, Florida State historically and NC State has been kind of on the up and coming. But who do you think uh, could challenge Clemson this year? That's a good question. I don't. I don't know if anybody um, in the league is going to challenge them. Um, you know, they. They. I think they go up to uh, South Bend, so that place will be rocking. It's a road game, but you know, there's a lot of kids on that roster that have played. Um, you know, in in hostile environments, so that's not anything new. And I think what you what you see, matter of fact, one of the top quarterbacks in the country, um, the owner of the company I'm working for, he took uh, he took a kid up there, a quarterback from um, from Texas. Um, you know, he took him up there with his dad, and you know, he just said it's unbelievable. This is a guy that's been around. This was a guy as a head coach at Baylor at one point. He's you know been all over the place, Notre Dame and, and uh, South Carolina. Vanderbilt, so he he knows a little, he knows a little something, and uh, he just said it's just unbelievable, you know what uh, what they've done up there, and uh, they're just on a whole nother level, and the recruiting part of it was unbelievable, you know the head coach, the entire staff, you know the amount of time that they uh, they spent with the kid, the attention to details, and you know their facilities are just. It, it, I don't know if anybody. I don't know if you can catch up to them. I really don't. I, I, I don't. I don't know. I know Georgia has built a building. I hadn't seen that in person, but uh, seeing Clemson's, I, I just don't know who can catch up to them. So they have everything right there. Um, you know, you can fly into Greenville, you can fly into Atlanta, uh, and you can recruit basically the whole entire Southeast. So you know, when you're talking about people who can challenge them, I don't think there's anybody in the. Uh, I don't think that there's anybody in the ACC, um, you know, uh, possibly, you know, NC State. I know they got a lot of kids back, but that'll be a red-letter game for Clemson. It's, it's at Clemson. Uh, Clemson isn't going to lose to North Carolina State um, two years in a row. Florida State stinks. I mean, it is what it is. So, they, they're <laughs> heading Bobby Bowden. It's not your father, Florida State, that's for sure. And, uh, you know, you'll see where Notre Dame's at. You'll know a lot more. It's always tough to to win in South Bend. Um, it'll be, I think, it's a night game in November, so that'll uh, that'll help that'll help the Irish. You hope, uh, you know, it's about 28 degrees at kickoff with uh, with about a 18 degree wind chill. That's what you're hoping for. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know how good Notre Dame is. You know, they lost they lost a lot. Um, and you know, new head coach, and it wasn't like they lit it up on defense here in the in the bowl game. So, mm-hmm. so there's a lot of a lot of what ifs. So when you're looking at that schedule, you look at the ACC, not a very strong, not a very strong conference, obviously. Um, 
But, uh, you know, it's, it's hard. I mean, there's nothing easy. It's easy for me to, to look at the names of the schedules and basically go off how they played last year. Uh, but I don't know much about any of these teams, to be honest with you. But they'll be ready to play Clemson, but Clemson will be ready to play them. And they got dudes. I mean, you, you see the, the dudes they got are, are dudes. You know, they can, they can pretty much go wherever they want now, get a kid to visit campus, and they're closing on about uh, – they're closing on about 70% of the kids that they recruit from outside the, uh, you know, the, the southeastern United States. So they got it going on, man. They're going to be a tough challenge. He revamped his staff, put a little bit more pressure on these kids um, that have been there that just kind of been on the sideline and enjoying the playoffs and the in the in the bowl games and getting the gifts. Well, now it's now it's their time. But there's a um, there's a little bit more intensity up there. From everything I'm hearing, that there's been the last couple of years, so so I look for uh, for Clemson to be uh, to be a tough out for for anybody moving forward this this coming season. Rick Kaczynski is with us a Tuesday with Kaz Hale Varsity Radio at the Hale Varsity Club in La Vista. Come on by, get some nachos, get a cold one, enjoy. What a setup this is, Kaz. Uh, you've lived the season. In the Big Ten, what's a roller coaster season like from your perspective? Uh, in charge of the kids, uh, the uh, the week to week. I've always wondered that because uh, it, there's just no off weeks in the Big Ten. No, I mean, I mean to be honest with you, really, I, I don't care where you're at anymore. There's so much parity, and unless you're, you know, like the team we were just talking about, or Georgia yeah. or Alabama. Um, you just can't roll the ball out. And, and you know, in those teams, the Clemson, Georgia's, Alabama, the Notre Dame, just because it's Notre Dame, people like beating you. And, and, and Nebraska has still has that aura. People people love beating Nebraska. Um, people love beating Notre Dame. So you're always going to give people the best shot, uh, no matter what. And uh, you just got to be – there's so much par- parity. I mean, you, you really – you win the game during the week. I, I hate cliches. I know that's a cliche, but it's, it's how you prepare. You got to have a little bit of – you got to have a little bit of luck injuries because, you know, with the transfer portal and, uh, you know, the way kids leave nowadays, you just uh, – you know, you, you don't have the depth. So uh, so a big part – you know, I mean, it's a big part of it. It's just, it's just the parity. So, you know, week to week, man, you, you got to take care of your guys. You can't beat the hell out of them anymore, like the old days. Uh, and uh, you know, you gotta, you gotta watch. You gotta come in, see how you play. You know, it's, it's a little bit different. You know, you come out of playing Wisconsin and Iowa and Michigan State. It's a little bit different on on how you practice and how you prepare for some other teams as far as the physicality. You know, the mental part never changes. But every year, I don't know if if there's ever a season that it's not it's not a roller coaster. Um, you know, I, I remember there's been time when I was at Iowa, we started five and zero and finished the season six and seven. You know, at one point we were ranked, I think, in the top six or seven in in the country, and then you know finished the season with a losing record. Um, and then, uh, you know, then you go to 2009 and we have to block two field goals to beat Northern Iowa. And, and then next thing you know, we, you know, we're playing at Ohio State <laughs> uh, 10 weeks later for the Big Ten Championship before they, before they had the divisions, you know, and end up winning the Orange Bowl. So 
every year is a roller coaster. You know, been you know, been three and two, been five and zero, oh, been you name it, nine and three, eleven and two. Every year's every year's tough, man. And you just uh, you just try to put your kids in the best position to win. You prepare them week in, week out. But you know, ultimately, they they got to be able to handle it. And that's why when you have a mature team. And you have kids with a lot of experience because it's not just the experience on the field. It's, it's the experience of the preparation. It's the experience of, hey, how you handle the classroom during the season. You know, how you handle your, you know, your structured schedule. Okay, how you, how you handle getting your treatment. All those things that you really didn't have to worry about, you know, when you were a freshman, a redshirt freshman. So, so you can't put a price tag on that, and there's no way to simulate that. So, you know, that's why mature teams, they make less and less mistakes year in and year out. So, so you know, the older team you got, it's a little bit easier, man. But uh, every, every season's a roller coaster because, you know, everybody kind of looks the same, man. You know, you got a player here, you got a player here, a player there. Obviously, the quarterback position nowadays is just so critical. But, you know, running backs, they all kind of look alike. You know, somebody might have a slightly better tight end. You know, offensive line play, you know, it's kind of okay everywhere. You know, who has a great offensive line anymore? It's just kind of okay. Who plays better? You know, who 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 has four, five, six great defensive linemen? You know, you, you're lucky if you have two. And then you got a couple other guys that, that can't get you beat that are going to be where they're supposed to be. So everybody kind of looks alike. So a lot of it goes into your, you know, what the coaches are doing, how they're coaching, and if they're preparing their kids and putting them in position to be successful. Gaz, how how wide open do you think the West is going to be this season? You were removed from Iowa playing in the Big Ten championship game two years ago. The COVID year, it was Northwestern, and it's been Wisconsin. Northwestern's gotten to the uh, to Indy twice. Iowa's gotten to Indy twice, and it's been Wisconsin. Uh, could someone else rise up in the West while there still is a West division? Do you think it's it's wide open, or do you do you kind of have a, a favorite going into this season as we talk here in June? No, I think I think uh, the reason it's wide open. I mean, who? I don't think there's a great quarterback on that side right now. Um, I mean, who? Who? I mean, who looks different? You know, everybody kind of looks the same right now. You know, Northwestern. You really don't know what you're going to get. Pat normally doesn't have two poor seasons back to back. I mean, Iowa. You know, you saw both their quarterbacks uh, last year. Um, you know, they lose a uh, first round center. Yeah, you know, they'll be you know they'll be Iowa. You kind of know what you're getting, but uh, they got to get the they got to get the ball to to bounce their way a few times to uh, you know probably get to that top of that division again. And uh, you know, same thing Wisconsin. You know, I mean, they don't have a great quarterback. Um, you know, running game, offensive line. Do they have a great offensive line? Not like they've had in the past. And this is just me, just kind of talking. I'm a dude that watches them on on TV, so. Mm-hmm. You know, this, these are no intricate studies or anything like that. But as a casual observer, when I'm looking at that West Division, I don't see anybody that stands out right now. So, you know, when you say is it wide open, a- absolutely. And I think that's going to be that's going to be the fun part of it. I, I don't think that's a negative that it's that it's wide open. I think you're going to see some some great games and some great competition. Um, and then you know you got. 
some people that lost. I saw, you know, Iowa lost what Charlie Jones, um, you know, what lost two receivers to to Purdue. Uh, where's Purdue? They're not in the West, are they? They are. They are. They They've got a quarterback coming back. They've lost a lot yeah, of yeah. They're the ones. Punch wide receivers. Yeah, if if you know, as a coach, you know, those are the type of teams. That, you know, if I'm if I'm looking at the West right now, Purdue scares me a little bit. They scare me, you know, quarterback and just that offense. And their Achilles heel has always been their defense, and and that that became a strength for them. And they got a lot, they got a lot of guys coming back. They got a lot of guys that played a lot of football. They've won some big games on the road. They won some big games at home. So um, they got a lot, they got some kids that have seen the whole gamut, you know, building that program and having a good season, having a having an average season and having a, another pretty good season. So that that team right there, they would make me a little bit a little bit nervous. And you know, you got a guy like Charlie Jones now who's who's a threat in the return game. And the last thing you want to do is is give uh, O'Connell a short field you know, play action and run game and all those things, you know, there's just so much that they can do uh, with that kid. And, I mean, Brom, you know, I don't know if there's a coach in the Big Ten that, that knows how to attack uh, defenses better than Brom. So, yeah, I can't keep track of who's West East anymore. But, uh, yeah, if I was going to I was gonna pick somebody right now, it would, it would be Purdue. And as a coach, that'd be the – That'd be the opponent I'd be most uh, worried about defending, uh, you know, as a defensive coach if I was still in it. But once again, you know, do they look how much different? Do they have a great O line? Uh, you know, do they, I think they got a couple pretty good tight ends, um, and you know, so they can they can get you in some uh, they can get you in some different formations, getting get you in some different looks where you got to keep your uh, you know your heavy personnel on defense, or or you know what ends up happening is. You end up playing nickel all game, or you end up playing base, you know, versus 11 and 12 personnel in there, and then 11 and 12 personnel they can get in 21 looks. So you know that makes it that makes it really really tough on a, on a defensive coordinator uh, when uh, when you can use those multiple sets um, with the with the same personnel on the field. So, but you know, but really, I mean, okay, after that, Schmitty, I mean, how much different does Purdue look than everybody else in the West? But I, I think there's going to be some fun, exciting games. And then you look at Nebraska and, you know, how, what's the impact of, of the new kids on their roster? Um, you know, that, that, should be a, that should be a huge impact, but you don't know. And that's football. You don't know. It's why you play the season. I'm all for, uh, I'm all for looking ahead, and that's what makes it fun. That's what makes college football great and reading magazines and all that. But you you got to run out that tunnel. you got to go play the games. Pardon the interruption, but I'd like to save you some money. I'm Brandon Vogel, Managing Editor of Hale Varsity, and I wanted to offer listeners of this podcast $10 off the price of an annual subscription. That means that you can get everything we produce, 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all of the premium content we produce at HaleVarsity.com. Subscribe to HaleVarsity.com slash subscribe and enter the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hale Varsity. That's hailvarsity.com slash subscribe, promo code GDR. And we're back. Fellas, you think we could listen to the radio? On Hail Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Yes! That's awesome! Rick Kaczynski is with us a few minutes here. Hail Varsity Radio on the road at the Hail Varsity Club in La Vista. 
Kaz will wrap with this, and I heard Bo talking about it on his podcast. And what was your guys' criteria for a walk-on to get a kid a, a look uh, from wherever, be it in-state or surrounding region? And and how did you kind of make the cutoff where you think he could be productive and uh, the kid was, was willing to walk on? Because I know, and Elijah and I have talked about this a lot, you guys didn't have just walk-ons. You had guys that ended up starting for, for multiple years and were were more than contributors. I mean, they and I look at your walk-on class uh, with one of your seasons with, with Jano and with Fultzy and, of course, with Riley. Those are three names that stick out. Uh, of course, Spencer Long also was a walk-on, and, and uh, man, he was a dynamite ball player for Nebraska and also in the NFL. So you guys really did it right with, with who you had as walk-ons and their development. Well, uh, I think – you know, a big part of a big part of uh, that program too is just having a guy that that helps you identify. So we had a lot of contacts in the surrounding states. You know, Jamrog would would talk to coaches, high school coaches in the Dakotas, and high school coaches that would say, "Go to Minnesota's camp, go to Wisconsin's camp, um, go to Missouri's camp," and say, "Hey, you know, nobody's recruiting this kid, but." Uh, he tore it up in camp. He's a great player. So you, you'd, you'd have those connections over the years. If you learn about guys, um, you know, might be an inch short or, you know, uh, a step slow, but he's a dang good football player. But we really didn't look at walk-ons any different than scholarship players. When you're doing the evaluation, you know, some guys obviously are naturally more gifted uh, than others. But when you're watching a kid, you're, you're still looking at the football attributes that, uh, that this guy brings so every walk-on we looked at we looked at it exactly the same how can this kid help us now you know what may have changed is the timeline on when we were expecting them or when we needed him to help us and you know sometimes it came into a, a numbers game you know like we knew Jano was going to go on scholarship but you know how many people are playing with a football uh, with a fullback at, at that time so we thought he was a great player um, you know, and, and it was a little bit different. That's not that long ago, but kids did that. You know, kids would come and say, "Okay, hey, listen, you know, you're gonna you do everything right. You're gonna be on scholarship. Uh, you know, your third semester, things like that." And so kids would make that sacrifice. Uh, you know, their parents would, and you know, pay the tuition for a semester or two, and then you get those kids on campus for a chance to play at their dream school and play in front of ninety thousand people. So. But really, you know, you don't look at that any different. It's just, you know, what are your needs, and can this kid help us uh, win football games? You know, it, it was really no different than you looked at the scholarship guys, and and uh, but a lot of it came down to numbers and needs and your timeline on your needs. But uh, no, nah, man, you know, if they're a good football player, there's a lot of there's a lot of good football players that. Uh, you know, that uh, people made mistakes on, you know, and, and there's a lot of good walk-ons that, uh, you know, became great football players. And there's a lot of guys that just com- uh, contributed on the scout team, things like that. But, you know, no different than, than you looked at in the scholarship guy. Can this guy help us win football games eventually? And, uh, you know, and, and then, then you looked at everything else that you did with, uh, with scholarship guys. This is a good guy. Is he a good student? All those other things. So, can they make your football team better? And that's how we looked at it. 
Rick Kaczynski is with us, Hale Varsity Radio at the Hale Varsity Club, a Tuesday with Kaz. Kaz, thanks for spending time with us. Uh, again, as always, man, loved your insight on the West. And, of course, uh, talking some walk-ons and the uh, the lowdown on, on Clemson, my friend, will run you down again next week. Always appreciate your stuff, man. Appreciate you guys, man. You guys take care. Gotta love it. Rick Kaczynski with us a Tuesday with Kaz. It's Hale Varsity. Here at the Hale Varsity Club, uh, just uh, off uh, just a stone's throw from the Embassy Suites uh, on Westport Parkway. Incredible burgers, beers, uh, wings, pizza, and even uh, some dessert Elijah would not say no to. Uh, good stuff. Awesome to meet Andrew Rogers with uh, Herdat. Mitch Sherman was with us. We're going to transition now to the newest commit for Nebraska football. Excited to spend some time with Brock Knutson. We talked with him a little bit uh, last night post-show. That's already out there on ESPN Lincoln's Facebook and Twitter feed. But if you missed it on radio, uh, here it is as uh, Brock Knutson, uh, the pride of Scott's Bluff, is going to join us in a moment. Our conversation with him you can always send emails, Chris at AleVarsity.com. Get the podcast, subscribe to us, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and uh, give us a rating for Hale Varsity Radio. Do that. We totally appreciate it. We'll get some uh, shout outs here via the uh, web stream in a moment, uh, folks that have been tuning in. But here's Brock Knutson, new member of the offensive line with Nebraska football. Back into it, it's Hale Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. We say hi to the uh, newest commit for 2023, offensive lineman from Scott's Bluff, Brock Knutson with us. Brock, thanks for a few minutes, and how was the weekend? Let's start there. What was, the, uh, what was this visit like for you? Uh, it was awesome. My best visit by far. Um, the coaches and the staff went into a lot more depth on like everything that they've done on like previous visits. So that was super nice. When when you talk in depth, uh, give us an example if if you can or or don't mind. What what specifically? How deep a dive was it? Um, we uh, we just got, our our family got a uh, like more more time with uh, Coach Donnie in mm-hmm. the players' room no line room and he went into more depth on what he wants to do with me what i need to work on what's uh what's my similarities and my strengths to his uh and to his coaching style what were some of the the comps that, that he told you about or maybe he didn't go there maybe he did but what was the the outline for you what does he what does he foresee for you uh pretty much said i'm good he said i just need to work on my uh my pass set i didn't really have a lot of film on that since we're uh, such a run-heavy football team, it'll be that way again this year at Scott's Bluff. We can uh, kind of run similar offenses to my old school. Brock, uh, a thought. What were you expecting from Coach Riola? And is this uh, – how many times have you had a chance to communicate with him? Uh, Coach Donnie and I have been on the phone uh, pretty regularly since the, since the spring game, yeah. And so, it, we, were, we were talking back and forth before that, but it wasn't near as much as uh, after the spring game. So you've had uh, like nine different programs come after you. Iowa State flew out to see you. Uh, and, I mean, it's no secret you're, you're one of the top, if not the top offensive linemen in the state. You've had all that uh, interaction and exposure. What were you looking for in a program? 
Um, be honest, I wasn't. I had a pretty open mind when uh, going into these like recruiting visits and stuff. I kind of just looked for like a I don't know a click, something that was uh, super like family oriented. I shouldn't say family oriented, but like was like a family, you know. Because mm-hmm. I, I I got a really tight knit family at home, so I want to go somewhere where it's the same. Now, tell me, Brock, uh, with, with offensive line specifically, what what drew you to offensive line play? I mean, with, with your size, you could have gone off and played basketball. I mean, you could have done a number of things. But what was it about offensive line specifically that, that appealed to you? And and why is that what you want to do uh, at the next level? I know it's it's what you've been doing, but I, I guess what about offensive line makes you, you love that position, love the game? Uh, well, we're not really uh, basketball lovers in my family. Uh, <laughs> my dad was a three-time state champion for wrestling, and my grandpa was a two-time state champion. So I've been a wrestler ever since I was little. So we were we were never at uh, basketball tournaments. It was always wrestling needs. And then for the offensive line part, uh, this kind of stems from my uh, wrestling background. I just like manhandling other people. So you, you like just... You just like winning, pretty much, right? You just like uh-huh. just just getting physical with people. Brock Knudsen's with us. Uh, commitment to Nebraska, 2023 offensive tackle from Scotts Bluff. Brock, how much interaction, if any, have you had with Garrett Nelson? Of course, he was a really important recruit for Scott Frost year one. Garrett's got a lot of big things in front of him. Do, do you guys communicate regularly because you're from the same hometown, or was there any – any interaction at all? Um, not really. I mean, there's a there's a little bit. I did a, a podcast. It's uh, called uh, "Winner and the Mailman" here with uh, Garrett Nelson, and uh, so that that's really about it. Um, Garrett's. I'm actually originally from Mitchell, mm-hmm. which is about a town about eight miles away from Scotts Bluff, and I was there when Garrett was playing for Scotts Bluff. So we never really got any uh, in person. Mm-hmm. Um, time together when he was when he was still here now brock when we talk about nebraska uh who are some of the other peers that you were able to connect with you mentioned kind of a a family feel uh some of the other 2023 kids that that have committed and some of the other kids that were on this this friday night uh lights slash weekend kind of expose who are you close with? Who are you? Uh, who are you pretty tight with here? That's either been recruited or being recruited. Um. Well, Sam Smudge and I met about a year ago. You know, he just committed. He was mm-hmm. committed before me. Uh, we met at the Warren Academy Showcase Camp in Omaha, and that's really uh, when my recruiting kind of started. So I was out. I had no offers then. Is kind of just going out there to get my name out there, and then. Uh, Going on this visit, Gunner and I hadn't got hadn't been really close, hadn't talked much, and uh, talked a little bit on this visit. Got to know him, really like him. And then uh, Malachi Coleman and I hung out a little bit. You know, he's a recruit, four star, super good. So, and then uh, I really like hanging out with uh, Hunter Anthony, who's my player host. We got to hang out with all the guys, Bryce, Henry, Freddie. So, I really like that part. What's a, what's a host do for you uh, as far as being able to connect? It's one thing to go visit, right? And you've yeah. you've visited Nebraska, but this was an official. What what did Hunter Anthony do that was 
I, I guess, puts you at ease or that was different in a really good way that, that made a difference? You already laid out what Coach Riola touched on and the time spent there, but from a, from a pure standpoint, how did Hunter make it pretty good for you? Uh, well, he just transferred from uh, Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. And so him just getting there and then me being my first time around the guys, it was kind of like we were both, I don't know, in the same position a little bit, even though he's been there and knows the guys and good friends with all of them. It was just, I don't know, felt easy to talk to everybody. Like what you hear, high-quality radio and podcast is part of what we do at Hale Varsity. Hey, it's Chris Schmidt with Hale Varsity Radio, and I wanted to offer listeners of the Hale Varsity Radio Show podcast $10 off the price of an annual subscription. That means that you can get everything we do, 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all the premium content we produce at HaleVarsity.com. Just go to HaleVarsity.com backslash subscribe and enter in the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hail Varsity. That's hailvarsity.com backslash subscribe promo code GBR. And now, and now back to Hail Varsity Radio. Talking with Nebraska commit Brock Knutson. He's with us here on Hail Varsity Radio. And, and Brock, you mentioned the fact that you didn't have any offers a year ago. And I mean, the panhandle of Nebraska isn't necessarily a, a hotbed for recruiting. So I, I want you to tell me if you could go back to a year ago and, and tell your former self that today you'd be committing to the University of Nebraska. What, what do you think you of one year ago would have said? I would have told myself I was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Why so? Um. A year ago, I've I've actually changed a lot in a year, and that's thanks to my trainer uh, Isaac Holsher. He's he's the same guy that actually uh, trained Garrett Nelson. I owe pretty much all of my athletic ability to him. He completely transformed me as an athlete. So, Brock, you've had the size, you've got the weight, you have the height, but it sounds like you've gone in the lab quite a bit to help with the agility, the footwork, the hand placement, all of that. Is that fair to say? Uh-huh. And then a lot of it is uh, want to in yeah. football and heart. And that's been installed in me from uh, super young ages, the will to win and hate and losing. Brock, you mentioned the, the development you've made in the past year. What strides do you want to make here in, in the next year uh, before you make it to the University of Nebraska? Uh, I'd really like to develop my uh, my pass set, kind of my weak with my weakness right now. Like I said earlier, we uh, we don't really have a lot of uh, run plays in our playbook, so that hasn't really been a I don't know a key skill in me developing. Brock, I got to go to to Friday night's dinner. Uh, that's been a, a bit of a talk where some pretty massive stakes were were brought out. Were you a part of that dinner? Yep. So, okay, what what happened with Bo Uli? Did did he really take down two of those tomahawks? Uh, I think so. Um, okay, better question. How many did you take down? <laughs> uh, I finished one, but I was stuffed after that. <laughs> I didn't. Uh, they had they had a buffet when we first got there, so I was loading up. I didn't even know about the steaks. I thought we were getting those uh, the next day, but. I went there, and I was full after that. It's a man after my own heart. We, we, I got I to gotta ask you, what was on the buffet here? I mean, what was the spread like? Um, I think they had uh, lobster mac and cheese, 
um, some twice baked potatoes, and then some other stuff. But that's all I can remember now. Okay, and then and then they just walk out a a forty eight ounce tomahawk, huh? Tomahawk. Yeah, it was huge, like a three inch steak. Oh, I know. I mean, I, I, I dream of having one sometime. Uh, <laughs> but the word is, uh, I think uh, Bo Uli took two of them down. And there's an old classic 80s movie called The Great Outdoors with John Candy. Okay. And uh-huh. Have you seen it? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the old 96er. Did this, would two of those rival John <laughs> Candy's 96er? <laughs> That's, that is probably pretty close. It was huge. And, and Bo's, Bo's a big guy, so it wouldn't surprise me if he did take down two. Now, Brock, you being an offensive lineman, if you were setting the menu, I know offensive linemen usually tend to like steak a good amount. Uh, would you be putting steak on the menu, or what's on the Brock Knudsen menu if you could choose anything in the world? Um, I would have to say surf and turf. I love seafood, and I love beef, so. Okay. Lobster, <laughs> lobster or shrimp? Lobster. Okay. Mm, good choice. Yeah. yeah. Or, or or crab. I love crab, too. Okay. Lobster well, with a ribeye? Just, that's, just, that's a win. That's a total over. win. It's over. Brock Knudsen's with us. Brock, it's been fun to, to chat with you as we wrap up here. What, um, what can you tell us about, you know, Nebraska's offense, kind of the new offense, right, or the, or the new look offense with – with Raiola and the the run game, and of course what they're what they're wanting from offensive linemen, are they are you set on playing tackle? Are they thinking about on the inside at guard? Tell us a little bit how they project you at the next level. Uh, I'm going to be mostly a tackle primary. Okay. And as far as philosophy or. or kind of uh, mentality is is the offense to your knowledge going to be more downhill is it is it kind of a 50 50 run pass what what were they talking to you about it it looking like uh hopefully we can get back to old nebraska football and just run the ball gotcha just just power ball that's my favorite i love doing (laughs) that i love pushing guys out of the way that sounds uh, like uh, a lot of Nebraska fans, for sure, wanting to uh, to do some 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 power football. Brock, enjoy your your evening. Thanks for squeezing us in, and uh, best to you and your family. Thanks for taking a few minutes of the Hale Varsity Radio. Thank you, Brock Knudsen. You heard it there. Hopefully, we can get back to some uh, old Nebraska football, and that's just a little power football and. Uh, how you're going to win in the Big Ten. We are here at the Hale Varsity Club in La Vista. You are invited out. You get to make your way up this way for the College World Series. Maybe you're making a, a road trip from Lincoln or different parts of Nebraska. Uh, log on HaleVarsityClub.com and pick something from their menu and come try it. You won't be disappointed. A uh, good group in here now, even uh, a couple of, of former Huskers, one that, that made Michigan State cry back on a cold November night. He's uh, enjoying himself. Elijah Herbal back in studio. Chris Schmidt, awesome to, to meet and spend some time with Andrew Rogers. Mitch Sherman was with us. And, of course, uh, 
the last hour has been good with Brock Knudsen and always love talking to Kaz. Reminder to you to get buckled up. Coaches make substitutions during the game to get the best player on the field. And uh, getting behind the wheel after drinking also demands a substitution. Sober drivers are the only choice. A DUI costs more than you think. A message from the Nebraska Department of Highway Safety Office. Some shout-outs. One of my favorite people, Robert Reynolds, says Big Chris. He was checking things out on the stream in Facebook, ESPN Lincoln's Facebook, or the uh, Twitter handle, ESPN Lincoln. Uh, Brennan uh, checks in, says, looks like you're uh, about to golf uh, four under in that (laughs) get-up. I wish. I can't even go four under on Golden Tee. (laughs) And then uh, Broderick says, killer mustache Elijah. Or killer stash, Elijah. He's he's got a good. I don't know if he's calling you a, a serial killer or if he dislikes your mustache. Oh, he's not I, quite sure on that. He just got a, a good taste in mustaches, apparently. And I would like to add, we, I, we were talking about mustaches and Ole Miss baseball last hour. I do have a correction to make. I said Ole Miss hadn't made it to the CWS since 1972. They Incorrect. went a couple they years made it ago. Once they made it once in 2014, where I have to check this. I don't think they won a game. Um, but uh, I was led astray by some Mississippi State propaganda against uh, Ole Miss, which I heard last year at the College World Series. So led astray, but I will make that correction. Elijah made a mistake, not the first, not the last. So uh, how you feeling about hockey tonight? Are you uh, going Rangers? Well, see, I- I'm trying to decide if I need to root for the Lightning in order to-, to prolong the series to give the Avs some more rest time, or is it the rust versus rest argument where now I hope the Rangers go through and, and sweep the rest of the way? I think Rangers versus Avs makes for a compelling series, one which I think the Avs could and should win, but I think it makes for a better series. I don't want to see the Tampa Bay there again, but I'm just rooting for a good series because whoever uh, the Avs get, I think they'll beat. We will dive into a headline before we say goodbye here from the Hale Varsity Club. Uh, what your name does not want to be associated with, uh, ooh, especially if you're a Cleveland fan. Uh, Hale Varsity Roadshow wraps up here on a Tuesday presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Like what you hear? High-quality radio and podcasts are just part of what we do at Hale Varsity. I'm Brandon Vogel, Managing Editor. I wanted to offer listeners of the Hale Varsity Radio Show podcast $10 off the price of an annual subscription. That means that you can get everything we do, 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all of the premium content we produce at HaleVarsity.com. Just go to HaleVarsity.com slash subscribe and enter the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hale Varsity. That's HaleVarsity.com slash subscribe, promo code GBR. Miss us? Come here, brother. Give me a hug. Bring me in for the real thing. We're on call for you. Catch the podcast at HaleVarsity.com, the ESPN Lincoln app, or download them on iTunes. Saddle up, partner. Back to Hale Varsity Radio. One final time, Hale Varsity Radio Roadshow today at the Hale Varsity Club in La Vista. You're invited out. We're back here Thursday, 4 to 6. And uh, what a good setup this is. TVs, cold beer, pizza, Wagyu burgers, appetizers, charcuterie, sweets. Hmm. And there's more on the menu, HaleVarsityClub.com. Check that out. Uh, We told you about the shout-outs from Robert, from Brennan, from Broderick. Uh, No shout-out here, just 
discussed. The Texans gave Deshaun Watson access to hotel rooms for massage appointments, provided him with non-disclosure agreements. That's for the Bleacher Report. Uh, We're not going to curtail your bad behavior. We're going to give you non-disclosures. So you quit throwing pictures on Instagram. Uh, Yeah. We'll set division. 66 divided by 17. Oh, man. Now my math skills are coming into question here. Uh, We're going to pull the old phone out. A little under four. 3.8 something. 3.88. 3.88. Look ah, at you. Ah, yeah. Bang. Nice work. So, in one instance, this uh, report may be graphic in nature. So, figure, fingers in the kids' ears. So, Watson publicly stated he hired about 40 different therapists in five years in Houston. He booked 66 different women. In 17 months, from the fall of 2019 through 2021, the spring. And he, uh, what did I text you? The happy baby yoga pose? Yeah, it, I, it's, it's grossness where it's legs mm. above head of sorts and. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll That's horrible. Fill in the details there. No, I, I'm just uh, that that has chilled me today. Where I read a report about a happy baby yoga pose and a starting quarterback. Yeah, um, and my my question turns to with this coming out, the Cleveland Browns. I have a feeling that their quarterback that they thought they were going to have for the season is not going to be their quarterback for the season, and no, right, I mean, right, you, rightly so. And what's their backup plan? Well, it's Baker. Is it? They're not going to trade him. Is he going to play for him? After how they've treated him this offseason? I mean, I don't know. Think about Baker with all his... If Baker... Baker may just... No, I know you won't, but just if you're Baker, uh, this may be the way you get out of there. You put a good season together, they wouldn't give you the fifth-year extension anyway. So maybe you go ball and get back to the playoffs. Uh, all, all around, just bad, bad look for the Browns here. Uh, and then there's Deshaun. And how many towels are in a locker room? All right, we will uh, talk to you tomorrow on Hail Varsity. A Huda Media Production.